Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Stays. The kettle stays in. Hello and welcome along to the worst idea of all time, episode 41. 41, magical old 41. My name is Tim Bat. I'm Guy Montgomery. And uh, if you're just dipping your toes into the podcast at this point, uh, this is a podcast, the only podcast in the world where two people watch the movie Grown Ups 2 uh, every single week for a year and review it. At the moment, I'm just watching a bird outside my window eating a a berry that's, that's too big. Look, dude, look at that blackbird struggling away with that berry. Oh, he dropped it. That's so good. I can't. A podcast is an oral experience. Your commentary on the bird is worthless to these people. So funny though. If only you guys could see what I'm saying right now. This is a this is bad. This is um, a bad way to start. So I'm we, turning the volume down. If I'm if I'm listening. In the last uh, episode, he's going again. That one's even bigger. Stop. He'll never <laughs> make it. Look at me. Uh, look in into the last my eyes. You never look in my eyes when we're doing it anymore. Thank you. Is this good? Yes. Okay. What were you saying? The last podcast. In the last podcast we did, uh, we did the audio commentary, which was... Um, yeah. 101 minutes, which is one hour 41. It's too long, really. It is too long. It's too long for a podcast. It's mm. too long for some movies, as it turns out. Uh, too long for that And movie. I actually, I, I'm going to confess, I haven't listened back to that yet. Oh, so that's great. There's, there's going to be a risk of us parroting, or me at least, parroting some things that have been said in the previous podcast. Do you just wipe whatever's in your head when we're doing this? Does it not? I, I've sort of there? trained myself to not generate memories while I'm talking to you about grown-ups too. Wow. I know. It's dark. Biologically interesting. We could get you to say some pretty weird shit and you'd have you no could, idea. You could. And i Yeah. Anywho's, hey, um, so this watch, do you know what, man? Because we did the commentary, it was almost like taking a break in a way. So this one didn't feel as brutal as some of the watches that we've had. I've I've had no, worse. Yeah, I thought I've I I, I do think we were, I was getting pretty antsy towards the end. I was standing up. There was about fifteen yeah, seconds you, when I was trying to block the TV. You were, and I got mad at you. You did because as you, I said, yeah, as I said, if you're not going to watch the movie, guy, then there's no point to any of this. To which I replied, <laughs> whether or not we watch the movie, there is no point to any of this either way. There's a kind of a point. What is it? To find out where the point is. Of breaking point, searching for breaking point. Match. That'll be the name match. of your autobiography. Yeah, Tim Bad searching for the breaking point. You make it sound real badass when, in actual fact, all we're doing is watching an Adam Sandler movie. I just changed my cadence. Week. 
Uh, yeah, no, it was actually a surprisingly enjoyable uh, watch this week. I, I certainly found some things I hadn't seen before that I enjoyed. Um, you got to... Sh- yeah. Do you want to do you want to cast one of those inside of the shining light wrapper? I'll go. I've got enough that I don't even dip it in the chocolate that is the shining light and deliver. I'm not it even going to dip this in the shining light in chocolate. That golden wooden horse. I can I, <laughs> leave it at I, the gate. I've got enough positive memories from watching the movie just now that I can say positive memories that aren't my shining light. Wow. Just a general observation. So you've got surplus. Like, I've got more than one good. More thing. than one good thing to say about this movie. Fuck, this is unprecedented. Uh, this has never Keithy, happened before. Keithy does some really good acting early on. Yes. So when the pervy postman uh, is admiring Selma Hayek's bra on Who the Atlas of the Dead, been, what's Newman his name? from Newman. Seinfeld. Newman. I never learned his real name. What do you mean, the actor? Yeah. Is it Posty or the, in Seinfeld? Neither. <laughs> right. Both of those are. Uh, uh, not known by me. Anyway, yeah. uh, when the po- pervy postman is admiring someone hikes bra, Keithy does a really convincing ooh. Mm. Uh, and it's sort of, it's just details like this. Which, Do you want to know why it's so good? Because he doesn't use his fucking hands. That's right. It's, it's the one, only line in the movie he delivers <laughs> without using his hands. He's a very handsy actor. Yes. He's got his own show on Nickelodeon. Does he? Yeah, I haven't seen it. Do you reckon it's as good as the Amanda Bynes show was? No, the Amanda Bynes show was, was formative. Amanda Bynes was a real talent. I was talking to someone about her recently. It's yeah, really it was sad. on the po- it was on the podcast, buddy. Oh. <laughs> see, I don't remember anything. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. That's that's kind of why I brought it up, guy. <laughs> this yeah. is a great. I, I <laughs> you laid it. a honey trip for me. Do you know what though, dude? If I was um, if I didn't uh, <laughs> if I didn't listen back to them, I'd be in the same boat as you because I, I I listened back once to, to all them. of them. Well, you you are our Generally. audio editor. I am the audio I engineer. just swan in here, you watch the do. movie, complain for 30 minutes, <laughs> yeah. and swan out and, and go, leave. Tim, release it. <laughs> the people have a right to know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, as I was saying, lots lots to enjoy this week. Uh, well, I noticed stuff that hasn't I haven't ever seen before as well, uh, and I'll tell you one of them. Here it is. Kid Dynamite, Chris Rock's son, uh, bends over with the rest of the women oh, in yeah. Scott Robick's 101. Yeah. That is- uh, when Gordon... Gordon or that or is George good. Now that's John good Lutz acting by Kid Dynamite. Yeah. Do you think that's direction? Yeah. Is it He's, A direction, B written in the script, or three a fantastic ad lib by a very strong young actor? See now, why did you flip to numbers after two letters? You really set me up for C, but you gave me three. I don't know. All right. I didn't even know I did that. Oh, I thought you were providing texture. No. Texture. See if I was listening. What was it? Uh, it was direction, clearly, because he's too young to come up with that himself. Like, he is Kid Dynamite, no doubt about it. He's a talent. He's a good good acting talent. He's a revelation. He's, he's too young to come up with it's that unlucky not to get his name on the poster, actually. Yeah. I've been tagging all of the grown-ups, too, at the local DVD shop with the word uh, Kid Dynamite underneath Kevin James. I've actually been twinking out Kevin James and running Kid Dynamite over Kevin James. Uh, I actually noticed something in the squat aerobics class as well. Please. They are exercising in what must be the shittiest gym in town. Yeah, it is a rundown terrible. hole. They've got it's not a gym. They've got four exercycles, mm. like a handful of Swiss balls, and then just this tatty carpet and a cracked mirror. I mean, you know, we know that Adam uh, Selma Hayek's uh, what's her name, Roxanne. We know that Roxanne is Roxanne hit. Chase Fender. We That's found right. out today. She's got a double barrel. Last One of the night. only moves uh, that was pro gender equality in the whole film. They let Selma Hayek's character have a double barrel last name. I love that. Touching. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Uh, anyway, yeah. I mean, I don't know why they were working out at such a shitty gym. It's a small town, but surely there's more than one gym. You would think surely so. they'd go for the top shelf. Well, yeah, especially because um, uh, 
the woman who is credited, as we found out in the commentary, as Kitty Beefcakes. Yeah. Is that what they call her in yeah, the credits? Yeah, that's what they call her. Like, she's cut, man. She yeah. looks good. She looks real good. And there's no... Well, you know, from that point of view, from a bodybuilding point of view, not my particular cup of tea. Not to your taste. I feel too... She's, em- not, not, everyone is ta- not everyone's tailoring themselves to your tastes, Tim. And nor you should know, they, mate. I woke up and dressed myself... And I didn't even consider you when I was putting these clothes on this I'm morning. I'm happy to hear that, mate. Did you think of me when you dressed yourself? I did. Yeah, this is a colour that I thought you would <laughs> like. That's why I've got both blue jeans and a blue t-shirt on. Yeah, because I thought you do. You guy likes me and call that the, Mon- the Montgomery special. I love it when you dress up in blue for me. Uh, so what I was trying to say is, because it's weird if she's going to the gym to do squat robots, because she's either nailing it by herself, unaided by a gym, like she's got a home gym, or she's at a fantastic if, gym. I'd say even if you're operating at an amateur bodybuilding level. Mm. Uh, you'd probably have some sort of weights regimen in your house just so that whenever you get the, the urge, the hankering. So what's she going to squat aerobics yeah, for? I think it's addictive. Swiss I ball? think working out is a, to that level is addictive. I think that's like cigarettes or caffeine. Yeah. So she's got a problem. In addition not, to everyone in the town uh, questioning her gender, gender identity, she's yeah, got some other issues going on. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a great... Hey, I'm going to bring up something important, guy. Okay. Super important. Sony got hacked. Oh, yeah. Sony got fucking hacked big time this week. It, Someone stole like 100 terabytes of their data. And uh, do you need... There's some... I'm going to leave with you guys. We've got some journalists here watching us. They've been watching us the whole time. And now they want to tell us something, but I don't know what it is. They want us... Journalists. Oh, uh, they want us... There's a huge cushion oh. between us that says, fuck. That is so, how could you not <laughs> keep that in? Journalist photographer. We're getting interviewed by the local paper. <laughs> and I've just turned around the cushion. I've never done this before. And on the other side, it says love. Can you guys just make some noise that's human to make sure we haven't gone insane and you're not imaginary? Yeah. That's right. They're real. They do exist. They're oh, shit. We've, we've got to move at a rate of knots. I just remember we've got a big podcast on our hands. Sony got hacked. So, 100 terabytes of data has been stolen. About 40 gigs been released online. Uh, all sorts of shit. Not only their movies... And scripts, but weird financial transactions. That, and that's right. And we're not, I mean, there's so, so much interesting and odd about this. We're not even going to explore the conspiracies of who has hacked them. It was North Korea, but we, we can get no, into that later. No, we can't. We don't have time to discuss that. We what, we, we'll speak about specifically what is pertaining to us. About four of you have already posted this. It only happened a few hours ago. And thank you. Thank you very much. Um, the, what what happens at the Sony when they're they're planning marketing for pictures or maybe even there's a script meetings? I'm not 100. percent I think it's marketing meetings. Is they they write down like uh, the key themes and they have a ve- they play things really fast and loose with the definition of the word theme. I'm on the right. Uh, page some of the key themes for grown ups too. From memory, Tim's just trying to dig up the slide right now. Uh male. What was it? Male problems slash potty humor. Toilet humor. T- yeah. toilet humor. As if that is one, <laughs> one thing in itself, one interchangeable term, and of any remote interest as a theme. I don't. Is potty humor a theme? I mean, they're making me question my own definition of the word theme. It's definitely themes not. are like love is a theme, isn't it? Love will prevail. Is that a theme? Yeah, love overcomes that sort of shit. That's theme. That's themey. The page that I was on, guy, that I had loaded up on my little cell phone here, was the other one where um. They found this document, which is just called Sony Pictures Comments 2012 or something like that. And it said, 
Uh, it is commendable that Sony Pictures Entertainment understands and supports the importance of risk-taking, particularly in how that we pick films to greenlight. However, the studio needs to change deal structure it has with Happy Madison, as this arrangement has been disproportionately benefiting Adam Sandler and his team relative to Sony. Fucking champ. Like, <laughs> as much as I detest Adam Sandler for so many reasons, chief among them making this god-awful movie that we have to keep watching. He has taken on Goliath, and he has He's been won. taking them for a ride. I that mean, is so we, funny. We sort of have touched on this in the past, haven't we, about the Hollywood accounting and, I mean, what exactly is going on on an operation like Grown Ups 2? Where's the budget going? And <laughs> No one knows except Sandler. <laughs> Sandler has a handle on this whole operation. God damn, he's got money for jam, and it's all at the expense yeah, and of Yeah, and I mean, there were a few Sony employees bad-mouthing Sandler. Yeah, they uh, call those movies, like, bland and sh- shitty. I said shitty, they said bland. I think it's... I, they're not all bland or shitty, but I think, you know, if you look at his recent mm. filmography. Mm. Also, actually, I just discovered this week, someone's uh, put us on the trivia page for Grown Ups 2 on IMDb. So, if you are <laughs> listening, thank you so much. Yeah, cheer. Because anyone could look up that website, and now they'd know about... You even named the podcast... I did. We've um on the on a related note, in terms of appreciation for the fans, we've been receiving just just the best correspondence ever. Just yeah. some messages that are so you guys long are, you're and delightful. shining beacons of light and hope in so a good. despairing dark cavity. I almost feel like we could do a whole podcast just reading out great. We got. I'm gonna I'm gonna post this on the Facebook wall after this ep goes up. We got a an email from a Cambridge University student. Uh, a remarkably detailed sort and of yes, like first Cambridge. at least first year university level essay uh, drawing uh, thematic comparisons between To Kill a Mockingbird, yeah. Harper Lee's fantastic To Kill a Mockingbird, and Grown Ups 2. And someone said, I told my flatmate this, and they said, uh, do they, I mean, is there merit in what they were writing? To which I said, I mean, I think, I think in fairness, if you put that level of sort of uh, observation on anything you can draw comparisons but I mean it's a I, bang up it's listen, a bang up essay I know a lot about grown ups too don't know a lot about One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest To Kill a Mockingbird To Kill a Mockingbird see either of those know which, either which of those was. they were all on in fifth form English I don't know which <laughs> one was which <laughs> I didn't read either of them but um, I, I love the fact so just for our American listeners fifth form English is uh, that would be your freshman year don't pander to them no that would be your junior year don't you dare it's your junior year they'll come to us all right. Uh, oh, yeah, and we're going to go to you as well. I really want to go to LA. I've decided we we want to make it a thing. Look, we haven't even mentioned what's coming up in this oh, episode God. as well. All right. Uh, before you go on some weird and wild rant about <laughs> crowdsourcing flights to Los Angeles. That's where I was going. You just um, saved me a bunch of time. We have got on this episode coming up uh, a conversation with Tanya. Tanya Aikum. Uh, now, we've long been promising this. Tanya is an extra to whom we reached out weeks and weeks ago. Mm. Uh, she's in the ice cream shop with Colin Quinn. She does some fantastic acting. She gets brained by an ice cream scoop. Uh, and, I mean, so I'm really looking forward to talking to her and sort of seeing seeing what her experience was like and, and, and what she's been up to since the movie came out. You and me both. Yeah. Anyway, so that's to look forward to. I mean, do you want to touch on this whole ludicrous idea to to get this to get us to Los Angeles? Nope. I'd rather do my shining light. Okay. Which I can't remember because you wrote it down for me. I'll turn my, the page. That's such a good page noise. Listen to this, folks. It's paper. Uh, your shining light, Tim. You, Keithy Scream Peak. 
Now, in film, you don't get it all the time, but once in a while, you get a character scream, and when your sound guy isn't too good, they've got the boom too close to their face, and it peaks out so it distorts, right? And uh, the best example of this ever is Marv in Home Alone 1, where he gets a tarantula on his face, and it is one of the best-sounding screams in cinema. I challenge anyone to... Because it doesn't, me it doesn't peak. It does peak. But it's the best, it's just a very committed scream that he gets. It's such an unrewarding job sound because, I mean, the only measurable of whether or not you've done a good job is if anyone notices. And the, the goal That's is the same to as a not lot be of jobs. That's the same as so many jobs, man. If you're doing it right, you're invisible. And you only get visible when you're a Muppet. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, so um, who is it who screams? Keithy. Keith, Keith Shit, what bit am I th- Oh, when he slams his leg down. On the table. On the Why is that my shining light? Because you're an idiot. That was terrible. My shining light uh, was also during huh. the dinner scene. We both had it came up with him, bang, bang. Mm. Uh, mine was Chris Rock. You'll notice on his plate has a really hearty helping of lasagna. <laughs> yeah. Chris Rock's pretty much got a family-sized lasagna heaped on his plate uh, at the beginning of dinner. And then there's sort of a five to six second conversation taking place at the dinner table between his children uh, and, his, and his wife, Maya Rudolph. And then when it cuts back to Chris Rock... In about eight seconds, he has straight up demolished half of a lasagna. Mm. And, I mean, I'm assuming it's fresh out of the oven. That's a hot lasagna. You're going to burn the roof of your mouth. Temperature you're or gonna, none. You're going to be getting some indigestion problems, certainly. That's still just a fuckload of carbs. And, yeah, I mean, he's a, he's, a, he's a family man. You've got to start looking at what you're eating, Chris. You can't put away a whole lasagna at dinner time anymore. You're in your 40s, mate. You're in your 40s. You've got to be honest with yourself and your body. Listen to what it's saying to you. Yeah. Uh Speaking of which, someone who's who's got a fantastic body and isn't afraid of listening to it, he goes by the name of. Paddy Schwartz, party time! It's a Paddy Schwartz party time! It's party time with Paddy Schwartz. He's running around in his muscle singlet, eating a pizza because it owns a pizza company. It's Paddy Schwartz party time! Paddy Schwartz, party time! It's party time with Paddy Schwartz. So we found out this week that Paddy Schwartz owns a Blaze location. That's why he's always flogging it. He owns one of them. He owns one of the franchises. I suspected that from locations. Dot One. You definitely did. You uh, and actually, big, big shout out to Blaze Pizza. If you are on, on the Venice boardwalk and you're looking for a quick, delicious slice of pizza, not too heavy, it's not going to slow you down for your workout at Gold's later or your se- yoga session with Tanya. You go Gold's first. Always go Gold's first and follow yeah, it up with I don't Yeah, I don't know which of you is eating pizza on your way to the gym, but you gotta <laughs> you got to look at your decisions. You're 40 now. you got to look after your body. And listen to it. you got to listen to it. Uh, yeah, anyway, so what was Paddy Schwartz's party time this week, Tim? You took the reins. So it happened for about three quarters of one second in the movie. That's all you need with Paddy. And it was the scene when... It's been said that having... Having sex with Patrick Schwarzenegger, it can actually only last three quarters of a second because the level of intensity is so high that if you have sex with him for longer than that exact amount of time, you literally become catatonic and cannot feel emotions or communicate with other people. So, shit, you've really thrown me there. Because uh, I looked you in the eye because you told me to at the start, and and there was such intensity, and now I'm no, you, so, was, you know, I know, I know okay, where I'm going okay, with this. I okay, got this big dog. Keep a handle we're on cool. At the um, party scene at the end, we're at the Fader's house, and the frat boys show up, and we're we're running, we're running at each other, Lord of a, the Rings style, a community versus the orcs slash frat boys, and uh, you see Paddy Schwartz's face for a brief second, but I tell you what, 
it's pissed off it's angry it's got aggression on it and uh it's great it's really yeah, good yeah. acting from him that's hey and and if you're listening patty big ups to you as always come Carlos join us in come, la come join us in la uh, just quickly, because we, we're about to cross over live to Tanya now, which means that we're going to have to wrap up our analysis of the film. Um, I kept a log today of the continuity errors vis-a-vis The Raft. How uh, much time do you think we have? Save that for next episode. No, look, it's going to be real quick. Okay. Anyway, because I was uh, it's always bothered me. I've always noticed it. It's a really, uh, I mean, it's a glaring error. So the first time you see The Raft is when Nick Swartzen pulls the cord in Kmart. There are no seats the in The Raft. is still there. No one wants to hear about your bronchitis. All right, you go. It's fucking disgusting. You go. Anyway, the next time you see the raft, uh, they've always had to buy that raft, I'm assuming, because of because of opening it. They've strapped it to the, uh, the roof of the bus. There are now uh, seats on that raft. Yep. Previously, there were no seats. Now there are seats on the raft. And it continues like that. There's always seats on the raft until the next time you see one, which is when Kevin Hart uh, explodes one out of his fanny pack. There are then no seats on the raft. Kevin Hart's in this movie? Kevin James. Oh, Kevin James. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would kill for some Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. Imagine would be... if next week when we turned on the movie, yeah. Kevin Hart walked into one of the scenes. Would that not just fill you with joy? It would freak me out. There's something we've been experiencing for 40 <laughs> weeks suddenly changed that's already been recorded. And <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, I, I, I'm, so, I'm sorry, bro, for breaking the world of the podcast. Where it all makes sense and means something. Listen, I can tell you exactly why the seats, seats, no seats, seats situation is. Because when the raft is exploding out, those rafts can't have seats. It's too rigid to fit in a fanny pack. You'll notice whenever it explodes out, it doesn't have seats. But when I have it's just a static yeah. shot, it has seats, and that's the reason why. So well, they're buying different rafts from the one Correct. advertised. Or, or they've created one that can explode and the secret to making Look, it fit I'd in see the what, I know pack. what you're trying to do, but there's, there's definite... We need to get on to Tanya, but first we need to get on a mystery tour bus, <laughs> bruh. <laughs> because dun, 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 Roll up, roll up, roll up. Roll up for the mystery tour. Roll up. This one's too long. Yeah, yeah. Uh, too long. It's the Steve Buscemi mystery tour. Uh, what happened to cause Steve Buscemi to have his very unique uh, set of, of ailments uh, in Grown Ups 1? He's only got 40% feeling in his body and his arms are trapped in the touchdown position. How are we going to do it this week, Tim? Let me grab this one, bro. Okay. Kid Dynamite, Mayor Rudolph and Chris Rock's youngest. Yes. Bit him in the ankle. Oh, yeah. A, a la John Lovitz in the squat aerobics class. You got the callback. Yeah. In such a spe- specific location that it caused nerve damage. He hit something. He hit something in there. And it is, 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 um, and it, but here's the kicker, right? Uh, the arms, an unrelated injury. Oh. It didn't come from the same thing. Two injuries in one movie. Yes. Wiley cannot catch a break. So what? Charlotte yeah. accidentally... Charlotte, Chris Rock's daughter, Charlotte. ...ironed a shirt to his arms while he was wearing it. Oh, what a caperish movie grown-up sounds like. So Steve Buscemi got a skin graft and couldn't move his arms for a while. Okay. Roll up. Roll up. It was a brief mystery tour. Um, what we're going to do now is we're going to play someone submitted to us a fully produced rock version of the Patty Schwartz Party Time intro, uh, sampled our voices, added some rock music. Yeah. I'm going to give that an outing now, and, and then we'll be back with Tanya. 
This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Sounds good. All right. Brought to you by the fantastic fan of the podcast, Martin Law uh, from Bloomington, Indiana. What so, a dude. What a great guy. Big thanks to you, Martin. And obviously now it is an absolute pleasure to welcome to the podcast, uh, never time listener, but star of the film, Tanya Akim. Tanya, come on down. Hey, guy. Hey, Tim. How you doing? Really good, thank you. How are you? I'm so good. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy Californian schedule and squeezing us in. Oh, it's a it's an honor to be on the podcast. An honor? Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Here you guys are going great in New Zealand. Yeah, we're going okay down here in New Zealand. How are you going? Now, obviously, we'll get to the film uh, in due course, but I mean, how are you going in general? What's life? What's what's life for Tanya Aiken being like post grown ups too? Oh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Just running my yoga. Yeah? My yoga. Running your yoga. Oh, yeah. I'm Did a practitioner. Sit- I teach people, Bikram. You got your own studio? Uh-huh. Yeah? Here in California. What part of California? In the valley. That's in Los Angeles, I think. My Los jo- Angeles, California. I see. Uh, and how's that going for you? So good. I understand you've just been on a, a retreat in India, maybe? I understand that, too. 
And is it true? Yeah. Beyond yeah. understanding it? Oh, yeah. Yeah? How was that? India's dirty. Dirty? So dirty. What do you mean? The streets are dirty? Yeah. So much rubbish. Did you do some cleaning up? No one's buying this, eh? Probably. Almost definitely not. I wouldn't say anyone would be buying this. Um, we got stood up. We did, big time. So this is this has been recorded several days after the first bit of the podcast, so that's why it probably sounds different. Sorry about that. Uh, we we had a time with Tanya, and I don't hold any grudges, because we'll talk to her. We will. I don't begrudge her. If anything, it, it's better. It, it, it lengthens the tease yeah. even more. It makes this an even bigger deal than it once was. That payoff is, is, is really going to come through. What are we what even going to ask you though? You know, like what are we? I'll do Tanya. You do. You do. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's waste some more time on this. Uh, Tanya, welcome to the podcast. Hello. Thank you. It's so good to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you on. Listen, I want to dive right in and ask you about making the movie. Oh yeah, sure. So, what is it like working with huge Hollywood stars like Adam Sandler and Kevin James and Chris Rock? Oh my God. Uh, for me, it was. I mean, I sort of just got called in. Uh, I knew one of the producers, and they said, can you do us a favor? We need someone to get brained by an ice cream scoop. And uh, I said yes immediately. Uh, and I didn't actually get to work with any of the stars of the film. It was just me and Colin Quinn mm-hmm. in the ice cream shop. What's Colin like as a dude? He's this. He's lovely. This is not going... Nah. We I need... hope the real interview goes better than, than these ones. Well, she'll probably have... She won't, Real be ma- she won't be manufacturing answers well, as she speaks in her faux Californian lilt. It's a good point. It's a very good point. Um, I'll tell you what, though. There's, there's certainly there's starting to be some movement on our uh, our trip over to LA. No, yeah, there's there's genuine... The uh, wheels are in motion, folks. Hope in the air right now. That's why we'd really encourage you, if you haven't already, to click on the bloody Facebook, because we'll chuck any updates we do up on there. I've got to get my head around Kickstarter, because... Um, there's, there's do you several... know how much I owe the bank right now, bro? Like, literally thousands of dollars. My credit card has never been in worse shape than it is right now. It's terrifying. Just explain it to the bank. You just go and you say, I'm good for it. Give me more. Yeah, I don't know if they'll buy that, though, because I don't have a full-time job anymore. What about you do... What do you do? You, you take out competing loans. Loans from competing banks. Oh, yeah. Two visas without letting one... Oh, you've done this. The other. Nah. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. It's free money right there. <laughs> I guess so. I guess that's one plan. But I feel like the banks will talk to each other and they'll find out and then I'll be in big trouble. The banks don't talk to each other, bro. I'll never get a mortgage. You know that. Look, this is going off the rails. Um, fuck, I'm really sorry we didn't have Tanya. I mean, yeah, same. I feel bad about it. But, I feel bad. But We did tee it up. I want to um, express that yeah, yeah, in yeah. no uncertain terms. We had a time and everything. and Obviously, I, it's difficult finding a mutually... Uh, sort of accessible time between Los Angeles, California, and Auckland, New Zealand. But we did, we agreed on one uh, for whatever reason. It didn't work out. Uh, Tanya sent her apologies. Has she? Has she? No, she hasn't. She oh. hasn't been in touch since. That's the thing. I thought you said she sent her apologies. No, that was that was for the first time. That was when she hadn't been in touch in like weeks and weeks when she was in India. I haven't heard from her since she was supposed to meet us online. Oh. Yeah. So, you know, hope she's... Uh, Okay. Keep an eye out for Tanya down there around Venice Beach at a Yoka's studio or maybe in the valley. Who knows? Maybe at Blaze Pizza. Uh just gobbling down some of that delicious pizza with those artisanal ingredients. <laughs> it was a one hundred and eighty degree flesh, flesh, flesh baked pizzas. Um 
When you are thinking pizza, you're probably thinking Blaze. Uh, just quickly, I mean, while while we're here, I will touch on the fact that you guys have been doing a bang-up job uh, with the Patrick Schwarzenegger party time news. Oh, Patty, yeah. Patty Schwartz apparently is a bigger party animal than Miley Cyrus. Yeah, that's insane. Isn't that awesome? It's a... That we... I mean, we kind of... We didn't we, realize. We called it. We did call it. We called it big time, because I don't think people knew. We, 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 you know, it was a blank slate that we projected the party animal emblem onto, much like the bat signal into a cloudy night. But lo and behold, Paddy Schwartz has stepped up. He's stepped up and he's gone, I won't be the party animal that you want me to be, but I will be the one that you deserve. Yeah. Which is huge. He's a Kennedy. Yeah, he is, from the Shriver side. That's why I got confused about the politics of the Schwarzenegger family, because Arnie is a Republican, but Maria Shriver is a Democrat, because she's from the illustrious Kennedy family. Oh my God, and they're making it work. And could there be any greater example to show Congress right now that sides can work together than Arnie and Maria Shriver? And relationships can survive indiscretions. Anywho, American politics aside, uh, oh, what I wanted to say was thank you everybody, which is a lot of people who have come forward and, and chucked um, the updates about the Sony hack onto our wall. Yeah. God, God, has that been exciting to follow. If you haven't seen the news, and I'm sure you have, Sony got hacked, biggest corporate hack in history, and uh, we've already, I think we've already, oh yeah, we touched on I it. I think we've touched, we touched on, on it. Yeah, yeah. But um, basically all these slides came out that were internal slides We've touched Sony. on this as well. Have we? What, the first bit of this? Yeah. It was days ago, so I, know. I have no memory of it. Fuck, man. Look, this is going down the tubes. Let's just buff this one on the internet. We'll call it a day's work. Uh, apologies for not getting tiny for you. Sorry about that, guys. But not really, because, you know. Gosh like, darn it. Fuck you, in a way. No. You're not paying for this. No. You have flipped a switch. Is your mic on? You sound so far away, guy. We have a sensitive... We You can't just start berating the fans. Watch me. Watch this. You're all schmucks. I don't necessarily disagree with that, but I also don't support you saying We're it. bigger schmucks, don't get me wrong, but, you know... We're all, we're all in the schmucky boat together. Schmucking it up. It's just we're at the helm of it. Uh, look, thank you so much for listening. If you haven't yet, like the Facebook page. Keep all of that Adam Sandler, Sony Pictures, grown-ups-related news rolling through on the news feed. We'll keep you up to post... Uh, up to speed with anything that's happening on our end. And uh, Keep in the an meantime, eye out for the Kickstarter, y'all. Yeah, in the meantime, don't watch the movie. Oh, yeah, let me say that. This is an important point. Uh, someone asked me, you guys have put the commentary out. You've been telling us for months now not to watch the movie. Are you saying we should watch the movie now? So a guy private messaged us on our group, and he said, guys, I just watched the movie. And I said, all right, mate, look, you've watched it one time, so you, you, you know, you're like, in fact, I'll try and bring it up. But I was basically saying to him, you are now the audience surrogate for all the people who haven't seen the movie. What say you? I'm going to put it, the ball in your court. Do you think people should watch it? And he said, you know what? No. <laughs> he said, don't watch the movie. And he, I agree with him. So he, he watched the movie with the director's commentary, did he? Yeah, he did. And on the balance of things, even he couldn't bring himself to recommend people do that. So we're going to stick to our guns, folks, and we're going to say, um, don't, don't watch the movie. The commentary is fine as it stands by itself. Um, I can't find that guy's message. God, we're getting a lot of messages. I haven't read any of these. Well, lots to do. Lots to do. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Honestly, ignore Tim. He's just going through a bit of a thing at the oh, moment. I love you guys. You know I do. Tim went to the dentist today, and they sort of paralyzed the left side of his mouth. Yeah, I'm like a stroke victim. I mean, that's probably where a lot of the mood's coming from. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, anyhow, peace out, and uh, don't watch the movie. Love every moment.
then you say love every day. Say it, guy. Say love every day. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow-up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.